Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This is for the second year, second week in a row that the church reads the parable of the sower and the seed. Now this is a, a gospel that you are all very acquainted with because twice in this specific season of the church, it's read back-to-back weekends. It's read back-to-back weekends. And as I was reading this gospel today, I kept going, reading it over and over and over again. And I kept thinking to myself, like, this is one of the only parables in which actually the Lord explains. Like he actually goes step by step and explains every single detail of this parable and how the listener ought to understand it. So I don't think there's a necessity for us to interpret the parable because the parable's already been interpreted for us. I think the better question to ask ourselves today is, Can I find myself in every single one of the types of soil? Like, as I was looking at this, I kept thinking to myself, this is, every single one of us goes through a season in life where we are exactly like each of these types of soil. Some fell by the wayside and birds came and devoured them. So it was received and I was excited about it, and I felt that the word of the Lord was powerful for me. And then all of a sudden, something came and stole the word from my heart. The seed was stolen. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of earth. Second type of soil is, yes, you heard it. Yes, you received it. Yes, you were excited about it. But there was no depth. There was only a superficial relationship, a superficial understanding. And I think many of us, when we read the Word of God, it's very interesting. As you read this, the first person heard it and was excited about it for a moment. The second person heard it and it wasn't deep. It was like a superficial thing. Again, can you think to yourself at different seasons in your life where maybe the Word of God gave you an emotional response and then quickly maybe you went on a retreat and you felt something? Yeah. Abuna, the words of the retreat, I'm going to go back and my life is going to be different. Khalas, my life is changed. And you go back, and after a short period of time, what happens? I forgot everything from the retreat. So it was an emotional experience that wasn't really rooted. The second was, maybe I had a superficial, maybe I have a superficial relationship with God. Many people come to me, they're like, Abuna, I'll sit with a confession, I don't really believe anymore. Okay, why? And oftentimes, you hear the questions that people have as if it's the first time anyone's ever asked this question before. Like they're coming, Abuna, I'm going to stump you. Nobody's ever asked this question before. Yes, Elaine. You're the first person that's ever asked this question before. You're the first person that has ever thought this deep philosophical thing. No, you're not the first, nor will you be the last. There's plenty of people that were smarter than you, that asked better questions than you. And if you're humble enough, There's an answer to every single one of your questions. The problem with many of us, we have a superficial 
relationship with God because we're settling for superficial answers. We're settling for superficial understanding. We're settling for something that maybe we heard when we were third grade, but not willing to go deeper in our relationship and our understanding of God. And that's why when it hits the stony places, it doesn't have much earth. When there's a challenge, when there's a difficulty of life, the, mo- the number one reason, and I've said this to you many times before, the number one reason why people walk away from the faith, you know why? Ignorance. Ignorance. There was a situation in their life what ha- which happened, maybe a problem of suffering, maybe a sick person, maybe someone passing away, and they say, how can a good God allow this type of stuff to happen to me? Okay. Again, the problem of evil. You're not the first person to ask this question. And fair, I understand that it hurts. I understand that there's pain. But go deep in trying to understand the why. The why. And you may not maybe get an answer that will be perfect for you. But you have one circumstance in your life that's been challenging or a bunch of circumstances in your life and you're challenging and you think that it's sufficient for you to walk away from the totality of the gospel, to walk away from all of that God has done in your life, it's okay in that circumstance for you. It's superficial. It's a superficial relationship. And in fact, that bleeds into our personal relationships. How many of us, when we're in a relationship with a friend and there's a little bit of hardship, Whenever we're in a romantic relationship and there's a little bit of hardship, what's the natural response that the current climate has? Walk away. Create your boundaries. It's a toxic relationship. Is that the gospel? Is that the gospel? There's going to come to be a, come a time where people are going to take the word of God and they're going to twist it according to their own liking. So let me pick and choose which piece of scripture works according to what I want. And by the way, You can take any verse in the Bible and you can justify yourself with it. That's why we say as the Orthodox Church, we say we read with the consensus of the church fathers. We don't just take a verse. We don't just pull something out and we just interpret it according to our own minds. We read the word of God with the way the church has understood it for over 2,000 years. The problem with us is we take a Bible verse and we'll take another Bible verse. So we'll take another Bible verse and we'll create a theology around it. And what does that do? It creates superficial faith or it creates distorted faith. You know what the word distorted faith is? Imagine I'm painting a picture and I paint the picture and then somebody comes as soon as the picture is done, like this icon right here. And then they go like this and they smear all the paint before it gets dried. Can you see which saint is being written on the icon? No, it's distorted. We take the word of God, we read it, we twist it according to what we want, so we change its understanding according to the circumstances that we are in. Now that's if we even read the word of God. That's if we even read the word of God. I hate to say this, because you are all here at church on Sunday, You're all God-fearing people. You all love the Lord. You all raise your kids in the church or are kids that are growing up in the church. How many of you, in your heart of hearts, nobody's going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. How many of you read your Bible every single day? Every single day. And you have a relationship with the Word of God. 
The word of God is living, it's breathing, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. How many of us, they say, Lord, people come to me and say, Abuna, the Lord doesn't answer my prayers. The Lord doesn't talk to me. The Lord doesn't, I hear some people talk, and when they talk about God, they talk as if they meet God face to face. And I'll ask the first question, do you read your Bible? No, 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 Abuna, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on. I want Baba Kurulis to appear to me. Yes, Elam. You want Baba Kurulis to appear to you, and you don't read your Bible. Like, there's a problem. There's a problem when we have a spiritual ignorance. What is the work of the Holy Spirit? The work of the Holy Spirit is to teach us all things and bring us to remembrance of the things which Christ has taught us. But if we don't read the word of God, how can we be brought to remembrance of the things which Christ has taught us? How many of us want to know God so deeply and want to have a relationship with him? And we say, Abuna, I come and I'm eager and I'm excited. And I want to know God more. And I want to have the relationships that the saints talk about with God. I want to have the relationships that I see with God that other people have. But I don't read. I don't read. I don't have a relationship with God through his word. That's why when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no roots, they weren't rooted, it was withered away. Are we rooted in the word of God? Anytime you have a problem, do you run to the word of God for your answer or do you run to other people? Anytime you have a difficulty, do you sit and you spend time with God in his word? By the way, the word of God is not words on a page. It's not words, it's not like a, like a, a book of literature. This is living, breathing. I know I'm holding an iPad right now, which is not the ideal situation. But it's, it's, the word of God is living and breathing. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It brings life to those. The word of God is not, in the beginning was what? The word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. When we come into the reading of the scriptures, we encounter the living Christ in the scriptures. And I fear many of us, we don't have that relationship with God. We don't have that relationship with his word. We don't have that relationship with the understanding of how to read the word of God and ignorance that we live with. The settling for superficiality is what causes our seed to fall on whether it be stony ground or whether it be fall on uh, the wayside or whether it be fall, fall in the sun and get scorched or thorns. When difficult times come, I let the thorns choke me. I want to encourage you. The new year is coming. It's now November 19th. The Advent fast is coming. Yani Monday, the beginning is the beginning of the Advent fast. What is the Advent fast focused on? The Advent fast is focused on every single one of us making room for him in our own inn in our own in, in our own hearts, making room for him to come in, to transform us, to change us, and to make, him more like, make us more like him. The theme of the whole incarnation is God saw man suffering, God saw man in darkness and wanted to take him from death into life. So the whole theme of this season is for us to make the word of God dwell in our hearts richly and to be inspired by the word of God to make the world a different place. Ask yourself, do you have a theme? Do you have a goal? Do you have a virtue? 
Do you have a desire to read the word of God in this next season? Do you have a plan? In 1 Samuel 3, 1, I'll read you guys something very interesting that I read the other day. It says, And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. It was rare in the time of Samuel. And there was no widespread revelation. There was no vision. There was no understanding. Because of the word of the Lord went rare. People weren't reading it, weren't understanding it. So people couldn't hear the word of the Lord. They couldn't understand what God had in store for them. They couldn't dream dreams. They couldn't think what was on God's heart. I feel like sometimes our relationship with God, because of the superficiality, we can't dream the things that God wants to dream about. How many of us believe that our prayers could stop a war in the Middle East? How many of us believe that our prayers can heal a person? How many people believe that our prayers and our church and our faith and our devotion can transform Fairfax, Virginia into a place in which the glory of God dwells? How many of us believe that our own receiving of the word and transformation of our own lives can impact not only our families, but a thousand generations to come? How many of us, even with the word of God, let's take the word of God as a basic example. How many of us believe in tithing? How many of us believe in giving to the church? Oh, no, 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 Abuna, 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 no, no, no. No, no, and I, I give, Abuna, I give to other things. I don't give to the church. I can't cherry pick and choose what I want to believe and what I want to abide. The word of the Lord tells us that we ought to tithe, that we ought to give. Believe me, I'm not adding anything more to myself by you giving. You're missing out on the blessing of the Lord. You're missing out on the blessing of the Lord by not giving. If I were to tell you the numbers of our church, the volume of people that come and how much we give as a church, it's very sad. It's very sad. And you guys are lovely people, of course. You guys love God and you're a very beautiful congregation. But if I were to actually ask if the, so, if the word of the Lord, I believe and I want it to be spread to all nations and I want this church to be a lighthouse, should I not support the mission of this church? Should I not give to this church? Should I not plant for next generations? to be able to come to this church and for their kids and their kids' kids? Should I not pray for a thousand generations to be blessed through this congregation? Or, it's not for me. Let somebody else give. I give to Great, God bless you. God bless you. You're not going to give? How do we deal with this? But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop. And some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. The ones that fell on good ground didn't take the word of God and apply that which they only wanted. And apply only which was convenient to them. And apply only which was yeah, I opened up the Bible and it was so inspiring and encouraging for me. What about the stuff that challenges you? What about the stuff that tells you to love your enemy, to, good, to do good to those who curse you? What about the stuff where it says to forgive 70 times 7? What about that stuff? No, 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 no. Abuna, this person, canceled, canceled. You see the wish-washiness? You see in our own hearts. Again, by the way, this is not you. This is me. This is my own confession. This is my own confession. When I cherry pick and I pick and choose what I want to believe, what I want to do, that's where the sower sows a seed because he loves you. And it gets thrown by the wayside and it goes to the wrong places. 
my brothers, my sisters, my beloved, my prayer for every single one of us is that the word of God is lived, is applied, and is transformational to every single one of us. The word of God is not just one ear and out the other. And by the way, many of you will leave this liturgy and will say, yeah, abuna bikalam ala filus. Mish bikalam ala filus. I don't want your, the church doesn't want your money. The church is asking you to give because you love your church. The church is asking you to bless through your service because you take the blessing of being a co-worker with God. The church is asking you to love and to forgive your enemy and the word of the Lord is telling you to love and forgive your enemy because you carry that burden by being angry towards someone. No one is benefiting except you from living in the word of the Lord. In a way we do bless, get blessed because you're living as a best version of yourself, but the person that benefits the most is you. My prayer for every single one of us is let's not be hearers of the word and doers of the word. Let's not be people that just take the word of God and twist it to our own destruction, but take the word of God and apply it and live it because we know that God is so sweet and God is so good. And because of his love towards us, because of his mercy towards us, because of his blessing towards us, we want to give abundantly. We want to serve abundantly. We want to love abundantly. We want to, we want to share the gospel and evangelize abundantly because the word which I've received is so rich and it's transformed me. And I pray that every single one of us will be transformed by the gospel this day and every day. And as we approach the Advent fast, we fast for the word of the Lord to dwell in our hearts richly, to transform us and to move us into deeper relationship with him. Glory be to God for every amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.